You're listening to the official South Bay Church podcast. For more about us, please visit southbaychurch.us. I do want to thank Jackie and Son and all of you ladies who planned this for asking me to do this. Um, it's always an honor for me to be here with you. And uh, as I was looking out at everybody uh, while we were all together with the brothers, it was just so encouraging to see so many that I know, but so many that I don't know. And uh, that just shows me that God is really working. God is moving. He's always moving in his church. And we as women need to believe that and know that. Wherever we are, whatever happens, God has a plan for us in it. Um, Refresh my soul. That was my topic. How many of you need refreshing today? (laughs) You know, I think, um, I, I know I really needed this study and to share with you because it really helped me to see what God has in mind about being refreshed. Um, I woke up this morning to thunder and lightning, and it just refreshed my soul. You know, it was like, I love thunder and lightning. And uh, so in this uh, little uh, few minutes that we have here, I'm going to be just scrolling pictures of things that I think all of us use and go to a lot of times to be refreshed. For me, it's usually nature, some part of nature. So most of the pictures are going to be that. But another thing that refreshes us are the little babies that are born. So I have a few little babies, just mine, but But there are many babies that refresh us. And, of course, baptisms. And, and when I was looking at these pictures, I saw so much of it is around water. And, uh, you know, if I were to say what refreshes you the most, you know, when you're really hot, really tired, just what do you, what do you go to? Water is usually what we go to, right? So enjoy these. Um, okay. And so, um, you know, water is one of the most refreshing things we have when we're tired and thirsty, Uh, a shower, is that a refreshing thing, yeah, a bath, yes, rain, yes, it always refreshes, they say we're mostly water, you know, we're made up mostly of water, maybe that's why we like it so much, Uh, the earth is mostly water, water is extremely vital, when I look at my skin now, I think I didn't drink enough water when I was younger, so, you young guys, start drinking a lot of water, we need to take We need to take Mary Kay's advice and drink lemon water in the morning. Amen. Okay. So as I did a word search on this topic of being refreshed, I noticed some really interesting things. Number one, God wants us to be refreshed. We all know Psalm 23, right? It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's God's heart for all of us. He wants to give us a constant, refreshing life. Many of the verses in the Old Testament, when I looked through it, uh, talked about refreshment centering around food. Like in Genesis 18.5. 
Let me give you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way. And, uh, you know, isn't that true today? I mean, we get refreshed from the, what we eat and what we drink and having times with uh, each other that way. Um, it definitely refreshes us like a great meal. But when I looked at the verses that talked about refreshment in the New Testament, I think Jesus is trying to say, let's go a little deeper. You know, just like many things that Jesus took from the Old Testament, he brought into the New Testament, but went a lot deeper, didn't he? You know, like adultery, lust, uh, loving people, loving enemies. I mean, Jesus always took it deeper. Well, I think he's wanting to do that for us and how we refresh ourselves today, that it's, it's not just the fun times, the eating times, the drinking times. There are some other things the New Testament shares with us. Jesus, of course, first says in uh, John 4, uh, let's, let's look at John 4 and um, start in verse 11. And we know this story, the woman at the well, and, uh, you know, she, Jesus is sitting there and she comes up and is going to draw water and Jesus asks for something to drink. And uh, she says, sir, the woman, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with because he has just said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it? Himself as he also he did and his sons and his livestock, Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now, when you hear those verses, and we've all heard them and we've read them many times, how many times do we stop to think about what that actually means? The water Jesus is going to give us is living water that lives in us and wells up into eternal life. Um, it's something that is going to sustain us. It's something that's going to keep us refreshed constantly. And that was the challenge to me when I read this because it's like I, I think about all the times that, you know, I don't feel refreshed. I get so tired, I get discouraged, I get exhausted. Like coming into this retreat, I felt exhausted. And I'm sure all of you have felt the same way, that there, the things that we do take it out of you. And uh, I'll just share a little bit. My, my husband exhausts me, I think. How he plans things exhausts me. And, you know, not only... Uh, did we have the retreat to get ready for? Yeah. We had a women's day in Orange County, yeah. and my husband decided to bring our, our last pod, storage pod, to the house on Thursday so it could be unpacked and taken back, the empty one, on Monday. And I'm thinking, and I told him this, this is virtually impossible, honey, for us to happen. And, and but he believes, and he believes it's going to happen, and Somehow it did. Somehow it did. And, and he says, you know, honey, I really appreciate how, how you got everything done. I said, 
Okay, I, yeah, okay, you're welcome. <laughs> I said, but, you know, uh, I just really, he says, you just don't have the faith to believe that you can do the physical thing. Sometimes your faith is a little weak. I said, honey, I don't think it's my faith. I said, I just don't like doing it the way that you have me to do it. <laughs> but it shows me, it shows me in a real way how God wants to keep sustaining us. And even when we're saying, no, I don't think it can be done, it's too hard, there's something in you. You've got to believe it is in you to make it happen and to keep it happening. Uh, Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. Are we hungering and thirsting for the right things in our life and putting them into our house every day? If so, every day is a continual feast, always refreshed. I appreciate Kevin giving all of us in Orange County a reading plan. We're all reading these passages that he came up with. The cool thing is that everybody in, the, in our sector is encouraging each other with these words, which, you know, is what's going to keep us having this continual feast. Well, the two things that I saw in the New Testament that Jesus, uh, not Jesus, but Paul talks about that refreshes us, the first one is repentance. We all know that passage in Acts 3.19. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And, it, you know, it made me think about, again, how much am I repenting? I think sometimes we're in the ministry, you know, we don't have to repent of getting drunk on the weekend or going to parties or, you know, the vices, smoking and drinking and those things. Hopefully, hopefully. But for the most part, those aren't things you need to repent of, right? Um, but do we still get prideful or selfish, greedy, lazy, unkind, unloving? unmotivated, then we need to repent. We need to take our repentance deeper for us to be refreshed in a deeper way. And the more we do, the more we will change because that's when it changes. The forgiveness, the grace of God can only come when we have something to be forgiven of. And I think we've got to go deeper and think about the things on a daily basis that need repenting. Um, you know, everyone has something that happens to you that you didn't want it to happen that way, right? What do we do then? A lot of times, I know if you're like me, I'll complain. Um, and a lot of times people will think, oh, they understand. We understand, you know, this is really hard. And we don't really look at the, the fact that I'm complaining. And I think this is where God wants us to, to think about that because it made me see the more I do that, the happier I am. And, you know, I wasn't happy when we didn't have a job for a year. Now, we were taken care of financially, and that's, you know, that's um, more than I could be grateful for. But not having a job when, you know, you're in the ministry, you love doing the work, and you don't have a place is a little unsettling. So that, that was for a year, and there were times, I'm so grateful for Kevin and Mary because, you know, they were there to help me repent, um, you know, and so there were times that um, 
we would play pickleball or something, and, and I would maybe not be in the happiest of moods because of something I was thinking about or th something that I wanted to say. And in the game, I would just kind of be playing. And Kevin, afterwards, we have D time after those games, and he says, you know, Robin, he said, um, you know, your mood and unhappiness affects all of us. I said, really? <laughs> and he said, yeah, it really does. And him just saying that made me see what I needed to repent of. Because when things don't go your way, you kind of feel like, mm, well, I kind of deserve to not be happy about this. You know, I'm sure Gloria wasn't happy when she found out the cancer that she had. But she's a spiritual woman, and she looks at the way God says, you know, Everything is in God's hands. And I'm sure she re repented of many things, too, at the time. We've got to see that the repentance is what brings the refreshing. And if we can be more in tune with those things that we're not happy with, that cause us, and it may be little to you, just unhappy, you know, just um, discontent. These are all sins at our stage we need to repent of. And if we do, we will be more refreshed. Amen? The second thing are, um, well, that Paul talked about, and he talked about refreshing the most, were his relationships. It's like all the verses that have to talk about refreshing were with his relationships. He said to the Romans that they refreshed him in Romans 15, 32. In 1 Corinthians 16, 18, he says, Stephanus, Fortune. Fortunatus, Achaeus refreshed his spirit. Onesiphorus refreshed him because he was not ashamed of his chains. Philemon refreshed his soul. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Relationships are a gift from God. You know, sometimes in the ministry we can think... That's all my life is, relationships. I have so many people. It's relationships. It can get overwhelming at times when we think about our relationships. But you've got to realize they're really a gift from God. And when I think about mine, I've, I've been so blessed from the first day I was baptized to today. Because I can think back from first day as a disciple of the relationships that I still have today with Kelly Brown. Jerry Lang, Jeannie Shaw, um, these were all in college. These were all college relationships. So all of you young people, remember these people that you're in school with because <laughs> they're going to come back into your life at some point. Uh, to every church we were ever in, uh, we were, I was reminded Linda Brumley was uh, our speaker at the Orange County Women's Day, and I was reminded of the wonderful time I had in San Diego where I met her. I got to know Libby there and so many others. It goes way back. Then when we went to Chicago, brought more people into my life. Chris Fuquay, Nancy Mantle, Renee Quint, Emma Causey, Mary Maines. All these started way back then. And then, of course, here in the Southwest with Gloria, Pam, Gail, Stacy, everyone here in L.A., all around the world. Now, I'm building new relationships in North Orange County with many more people. 
And I think, you know, God wants us to really be grateful for our relationships, not miss them when they're gone, not get burdened when we add more to it, but to see how each one of those sisters, and of course I don't have time to talk about how each one of those have affected my life, but just the memory and praying for you every day helps me to stay refreshed. And, you know, if Paul said that about the people that he was in, we've got to think that way about the people that we have. And, you know, not all of Paul's relationships were refreshing, probably. <laughs> not all of your relationships are going to be refreshing like that. But if you have the mindset that he had, then you will find something that will refresh you. Can we take our relationships deeper. Peter said, love one another deeply. Paul said, love each other more and more. You know, do we really stop to think about what that means, how we put that into practice? Um, more grace, more patience, more love, more kindness, more being there for each other. <laughs> Repenting more with each other. Like Ron was saying, don't let these little things that, you know, a glance somebody may give you at a retreat and think, oh, she doesn't like me. Don't let those things linger in your head. You either let the spirit fight it with the spirit and get it out of your head and say, that's not true. Or you go to the person and you settle matters quickly. If you know you've been hurt or have hurt someone, go to them, repent, be forgiven, and be refreshed. There should be nothing that lingers in us, sisters, when we really know this living water that Jesus wants to give us. Um, I was talking with a, a, she's not a sister. She's almost a sister, been studying for like years. But <laughs> one of her things is uh, the relationships in the church. And she was an alcoholic, and we wanted her to go to CR. Well, she didn't like CR, and the sister that worked in CR, she just didn't have a good interaction with. So she, she was telling me, and I mean, she's this close to becoming a Christian. She's, you know, needs to talk to some people. She's got to get more committed. I mean, there are a lot of things, but she's come a long way. She's come a long way. Anyway, she said, and one of the things I have to do is talk to this sister, you know, that was with CR, and she goes, why do I need to do that? She's not in my life. I don't know her. She does. I said, well, here's the thing. When you're a disciple, she is your sister. <laughs> you are in the family, and you will have a relationship with her somehow. Now, she may not be your best friend, but she's connected to you, and you need to be able to have a relationship with her. And she said, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But... It just shows me how important and how valuable what we have is. And we need to really look at it in a way that's going to help us to be refreshed every day. And that you can look at any person in the church around you and be refreshed by that person in some way. As we take repentance and our relationships deeper, we will experience the living water that is ever flowing in our hearts. And then we'll be able to refresh others. It will be like living in a constant spa atmosphere. <laughs> Proverbs 11.25 says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others 
will be refreshed. Let's uh, let Jesus refresh us with his living water so that we can help others. Thanks for listening to the South Bay Church Podcast. For other sermons, videos, upcoming events, and more about our church, please visit southbaychurch.us.